Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to Inside Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. Dan, a lot of people ask, how do you come up with the tools? Are you brainstorming somewhere? Are you off in a room? Are you talking to other people? Because you have created dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, probably, mm-hmm. of incredibly useful thinking tools. And in fact, one of them, the Strategy Circle, kicked off the entire company. What is your creative process for coming up with tools? Well, I think to get a handle on that, you have to kind of look at what the skill set is that mm-hmm. I brought to bear. And these skills have really developed over a long period of time, long before we started Strategic Coach. But I'm a trained copywriter, advertising copywriter, and I'm a trained layout artist. So I had a background in my 20s and my 30s of actually doing major agency work. You know, I could do fast layouts with pencil and a pad, and I could type things out. So I have a really good grasp of how things look good at a very professional level from the kind of work that we did. And we had big clients, like we had one of the major Canadian banks, TD Bank, which is really Worldwide Bank, Chrysler, we had Kraft, you know, we had a major airline. So my feeling is that I was around people who were just very, very good at making things look really professional and really crisp. And I would say a skill that developed out of that is that you think in terms of space and you think in terms of time. Mm. So the entire advertising business At most, you've got one page to work with, and you have to get all the information on one page. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of advertising or smaller ads in those days, not so much today, but in the old days, you know, you had one column, six inches. Mm -hmm. And everything that you had to communicate was over that very, very small space. And the other thing is time. You've got 30 seconds, you got 60 seconds. And, you know, our podcasts are an incredible luxury. First of all, the only time limit of our podcast is when we decide that we're finished. You know, I mean, there is. We know from Gord Vickman, who's our podcast manager, that there is a sweet spot time frame. But if the subject is really interesting, you can afford to go longer. So before we started Coach, so the program, the Strategic Coach program started in 1989, and I was 45 years old. So I had had a ton of design experience and communication experience before we started the program. And I had had 15 years of coaching, first of all, because I had created a way of coaching that ultimately resulted in the strategy circle. And the strategy circle, for everybody who knows it from the program, is just a sheet of paper, and it's got a matrix. Everything's a matrix. Every tool is a matrix. It's got boxes. And you break down an idea from the standpoint of what you want them to think about first. And invariably, virtually all my tools start with the experience that strategic coach clients already have. Mm-hmm. So. There's a past, a present, and future to every thinking tool. What do they already know about this that they feel comfortable with? And I always go back and I rely on the experience they already have because nobody wants to start from zero. Mm-hmm. You know, It's a very demoralizing 
experience where you don't know anything about it, but now you've got to think about it. Okay, so what I try to do is really get them embedded in their experience. So for example, we had a recent workshop and it's key to one of our small books, which is called Always Be the Buyer. And we make this distinction right up front that if you're a seller, you can be rejected. And if you're a buyer, you're the one who's doing the rejecting. So if you had a choice between being a seller in a situation or a buyer, which would you rather be? And then I created a sheet on rejection. So I had people say, what were the three worst experiences in your life where you were the person who was rejected? And what are the three not bad experiences in your life where you did the rejecting? You know, and it could be personal, it could be mm -hmm. business. And the other thing is that I make no distinction in our thinking tools about the past experience that they're drawing on, whether it's business world, it's human experience. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if something happened to them when they were 10 years old that had a big impact, I want to know about that 10-year-old experience. Yeah. But I'm really relying on the experience that our strategic coach clients bring into the room with them. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to get them very, very solid and very, very confident about the experience they already have. And I never have them do a negative experience unless I've already given them the positive experience. Uh -huh. And, you know, we have a tool which is called the Experience Transformer, and it's frequently used when people have had a bad experience. And I said, yeah, that was a bad experience, but tell me what all the good things were about the bad experience, you know? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And they say, well, nothing's good about it. I said, let's think it through here. And all of a sudden they'll say, well, I know a lot more now. I said, that's positive experience. I know how I would prepare differently if I was do this experience again. I said, that's positive experience. So Shannon, I'll get them 10, 15 minutes into thinking, and it's all been positive about a negative experience. And I say, okay, we know what worked in it. Now, what didn't work? And you know, you don't have to spend a lot of time with this. Just write down the five things that didn't work. So look at what worked, what didn't work, and now in a similar situation in the future, what five things would you do that were better than the way you did it? And they fly through it. But these are all boxes. And the other thing I wanna bring in here is ADD. <laughs> I've got a definition after 45 years, uh, 46 years of actually coaching entrepreneurs, and more than 30 years in the actual program where we also have other coaches, that on a spectrum of the ADD spectrum, which is called attention deficit disorder, a lot of entrepreneurs rank highly on this spectrum. They do on this Including score. moi, including you. Yep. And I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I said, you know, I know people who clinically wouldn't be diagnosed as ADD, that if you ask them to think about certain things, they're highly distractible. So I have a feeling, and it's like unique ability. I feel everybody has unique ability. I have a feeling, and I have not expressed this before on a podcast or in the workshop, that everybody on the planet is ADD in respect to some activity or topic or anything. And so I've come up with a new definition of ADD. It's a chronic inability to pay attention to things that are boring. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And people say, look at that person do that boring work. You know, how could that person even do that boring work? And I said, it's not boring to them. 
what you're doing is boring to them. Right. They couldn't be able to pay attention to what you're doing right. at all because it would be boring to them. Mm-hmm. They would have no feel for it. So one of the things I'm very conscious of is that I've coached, personally, I've coached 6,000, more than 6,000 entrepreneurs since I started in 1974. And I keep them away from things that bore them. And Mm -hmm. one thing that's absolutely guaranteed not to bore them is their own experience. Right. So I make the tools strictly about their experience, but to give them some structure and to give them some direction, I tell them how I applied this tool to myself. So I never show in any strategic coach workshop, I never show them a tool that I want them to fill in until they can see and read how I applied this tool to my own experience, mm-hmm. both my bad experience, my good experience, and then improvements I want to make, insights I've got from doing this experience. So I never ask them to do any kind of thinking that I can't demonstrate with my own filled-in worksheet that this is what I got out of this experience. Mm-hmm. Dan, as I'm reflecting on our tools, and this is really great because people have not known what your secret <laughs> sauce was here, one of the other aspects that strikes me about all of our tools, your tools, is the fact that almost always there's a question in them. They're all questions. They're all questions. Yep. And that's another thing that you tapped into from a very early age, but it's interesting because you give people a key question, and you'll talk about that in a second, but then you also give them a fairly limited space mm-hmm. in which to think it. So it's not that they're writing this long novel. Mm-hmm. It's actually they have a constrained space through which they get to a point about their thinking. And there's the word forms does not apply. Mm-hmm. These are thinking tools. tools yeah. So what's great is what I love about our tools is that I'll start off at the beginning with one of your questions, and I know after doing one or two, that I'm going to be so much smarter at the end. Mm -hmm. I will know my own thoughts better. Mm -hmm. And I don't know any other tools that do that. Well, they're a doorway. Okay. So I consider every strategic coach tool is that it's a doorway to having a conversation with yourself. Okay. Love it. And what you're going to do in that conversation is you're going to think about your thinking And the tool will not ask you to consider any experience except your own. Okay, you can see how I dealt with my own experience, so you're gonna see how someone else did that. And then the other thing that every tool in Strategic Coach is designed to do is to simplify and clarify Mm -hmm. your take on a particular entrepreneurial situation. It could be, you know, your business life, it could be your internal situation with your team members, what we call team members, would talk about your clients and customers that would talk to outside advisors and colleagues and everything like that. And what we're asking you to do is get in touch with what your experience has been so far. And there's always two parts to it. The part of the experience that you really liked to be repeated and to be enlarged and the part of the experience that you don't like and you don't want to ever do that again. Mm -hmm. So you can see people transform because, quite frankly, they're the only one who has access to any of this information. So every thinking tool, once an entrepreneur gets into it, is in their own unique realm of their own experience, unique experience their own unique emotions, their own unique insights and everything else. So it's complete personal creativity, 
but they will not have thought about this before because nobody asked them the question before. Uh -huh. But I'm not asking the question to get their answer. I'm asking the question so that they get the answer, uh -huh. okay? And so it's strictly their thinking, but wait, there's more. <laughs> and what's more about it, this is all for the purpose so that they can sit with a small group of other entrepreneurs. And before they do that, I'll have them even simplify it more. I say, you got a lot written on that sheet of paper. And generally, we're not talking much more than about 15, 20 minutes at the longest yeah. to actually fill in the mm -hmm. form. And I time them. I give them time to fill it in. I said, next box you're going to have to fill in in one minute. Mm -hmm. you know, one minute is about the most you ever get for filling in one box, you know. I design it for fast, you know. I design it for fast. And they're the ones who ask the answer, you know. On their page, they're the only expert in the world on this particular information. But until they got involved in thinking about their thinking, they didn't know they had this grasp of their own experience. And then I have them, okay, I said, you've written a lot of things on this page. Write down three or four things that when you're in your conversation, mm -hmm. this is how you're going to lead the conversation mm -hmm. when it's your turn to talk about. And then we put them together from anywhere from five minutes, maximum would be about eight minutes mm -hmm. per person. So if you have four people, it's a half hour, 35 minutes, mm -hmm. and talk this through. Two things they love, they love having insights about their own experience, but they love, love, hearing mm -hmm. what the other entrepreneurs have made of their own experience. Mm -hmm. And they learn so much from the other entrepreneurs. They learn knowledge, they learn attitudes, they learn skills, and they're looking for shortcuts and bypasses. You know, I'm having a problem here. Has anyone done it? I say, oh yeah, I've done this. And there's a great person I can introduce you to. Oh, there's actually a software program that really speeds this up by 10 times. And they're just sucking in advice and direction and confidence. They're looking for confidence. So this is the tool, and I will say that the first tool, and I still think the most important tool that we ever created, and that was in 1982, long before we started the workshop program, was the strategy circle. And I said, everything in life has four things to it. It has your vision of what you want to see in the future with measurements, numbers or events that are gonna happen in the future, then all the present obstacles that get in the way of you getting to that future vision, mm -hmm. and then a decision, a communication, an action that you're gonna take with each of the obstacles that launches you into the realm of action, and then the actions that come out of this process are going to take you directly to the vision that you have of a bigger, and better result in the future. And I would say that almost every other tool in Strategic Coach has the DNA of the strategy circle. It's what the future looks like. It's what stops you right in the present. It's how you're going to take each of the obstacles mm -hmm. and actually turn it into the raw material. And transform them. And the actions that will actually transform the obstacles into the vision. And I think that's it. And I've gotten better and better. I mean, in the 24 hours before we had this podcast, I just designed three brand new tools for a brand new workshop that's starting next Thursday. And the artwork is already back from the artists. I just have to fill in my sample copy and we're off and running. I love it, Dan. I'll give you an example of a tool. So in this workshop, I notice that there are psychological, emotional barriers that keep entrepreneurs from 
being openly ambitious back where they live. Mm -hmm. They're not that way when they come to Strategic Coach because if they have big goals in Strategic Coach, everybody in the room thinks it's a wonderful thing. If they've overcome a big issue and they tell the people in Strategic Coach, everybody just applauds them. So dreams, achievements, transforming obstacles. Entrepreneurs love talking about this, but not necessarily back home, Mm -hmm. not necessarily with their family, not necessarily with people that they know back home. So I have a, this is just a very, very fast, you know, they'll have this finished and they'll be talking about it in 15 minutes. And it's called, Who's Happy, Who's Not? And then the point is, you expand your freedom of time, money, relationship, and purpose another 10 times. Mm -hmm. Tell me three people who in your life will be really happy with that. And tell me three people in your life that won't be happy with you growing with greater freedom of time, money, and relationship. And then in each of the names, there's a question, so what? And then down at the bottom, I have insights and actions that you might take as a result of this. And this one will pop their heads because (laughs) this is sort of the secret that entrepreneurs keep to themselves, that they live among people who would not be happy if they went 10 times as an entrepreneur. It would be very disruptive. It would be the cause of envy. It would be the cause of criticism, negativity, gossip, and everything else. And one of the biggest things that entrepreneurs got to come to grip with. So what, you're going to stop your own personal and company growth because of what some other people might feel and say? I don't know if it's true or not. You know, I'm asking you the question, are you allowing other people's negativity and lack of ambition and lack of success to get in the way of you wanting more? That's definitely going to make their heads pop. (laughs) I love that. Well, Dan, this is great. This is so insightful about how you create your tools. And I think it gives a lot of raw material for people who are looking to create their own. And it's that ability to write kind of short, succinct copy, ask really great questions, reflect on people's experience, make sure the boxes aren't too big, and make sure that you know they don't have too long to fill them in. And you really have given a lot of great examples of how our yeah. tools originated, so well, thank I, you. Well, I would finish this off, never try to sell a tool to your customers or clients until you're sold on the tool by actually using it on your own experience. If it doesn't work for me, I'm certainly not gonna try to test it out on somebody else. Well, and the other part too that just occurred to me is you create all these tools for you first. Yeah. You know, you were solving one of your own problems. You Mm -hmm. were overcoming a challenge or handling something, experience transformer comes to mind. It all came out so that you could work on your Mm -hmm. own experience and then you're like, oh, this could be useful for other Mm -hmm. people too. So yeah, test it on yourself first, Mm -hmm. I think is an awesome rule to follow. Thank you. Thank you.